On episode 121, we covered Josh's recent purchase for his XJ, and Rob and Scott discussed the Rubicon Express 3.5 lift for the JK. I make a public apology about something I said on the last show. We talk about our recent YouTube subscribers, and we share a ton of voicemails. We also bring back the Amazon.com You Bought What segment. We hear from John about antennas on this week's Radiocom Tech. All that, some more renegade bashing and a hilarious look into Josh's subconscious, all on the next XJ Talk Show. Wave, Lube Locker! Talk Show Weather Center. Blustery winds and things growing out of the ground. Also, the temperature seems to be rising. This must mean we're all going to die from global warming. Full report coming up right after this. XJ Talk Show is on the air. Okay, it's a podcast. Oh, you know what I mean. Anyway, here's Tony and Josh. Howdy, boys and girls. Episode 121. It is 121, right, Josh? Yeah, that's a palindrome. Whether you say it forwards or backwards, it's the same way. Yeah, I think I remember a uh, a uh, episode of Bob Newhart's show where he went to this genius club, and they were talking about palindromes. And he's, they said, what's your name? You know, they, this genius explains everything. And he says, what's your name? Um, Bob. <laughs> and they just, they didn't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, uh, actually, uh, it, <laughs> we have had a little, a uh, little bit of an issue this uh, this uh, evening, getting things going. There's uh, been a, a a popping noise in the damn audio, and it just drives me crazy. Josh is the same way about our audio, so I'll just apologize ahead of time. I know I shouldn't, Josh, but damn it, it just bothers me. Well, you know, we're both perfectionists, and uh, while we're having fun with this podcast, might as well give everybody a little bit of the best we can. Absolutely. So uh, I know you guys are used to seeing the uh, the nice new video, you guys that are here uh, on the live show uh, every Thursday, 10 p.m., uh, but we've added a little juice, a little ump to the show. We've got a little background that says xjtalk.com. You're probably going to see a little more of that here in the future. Uh, that was my first run at uh, some animated background. Uh, Josh saw it, and he yawned profusely. <laughs> well, you know, and I had to take measures to uh, avoid the bleed over. I got things on my microphone and stuff hanging from the back and all this stuff. And, uh, well, you know, you're, you're messing around with the uh, cool new fancy video equipment and stuff like that. Well, you got to have some fun with it. Absolutely. So, guys, uh, you, you know the show. You love it. At least I think you do. <laughs> this is the XJ Talk Show, a podcast about Jeep Cherokees, off-roading, the tech that you need to get there and back. We're here to promote the web's most premier website for all that is Jeep Cherokee, xjtalk.com. The friendliest and most helpful Jeep site on the web. xjtalk.com encourages and answers all questions and concerns that the first-time XJ owners typically have without the flaming or criticism that you see from other sites. All while giving you the best, most in-depth articles and write-ups for repairs and modifications that take your average XJ to the next level. Now get ready. It's the XJ Talk Show and it starts right now. First week in G. Well, guys, after the last couple episodes of Renegade Bashing, it was brought to my attention that some of the things I've mentioned were not 100% accurate. So I would like to make a formal retraction on the following. In episode 120, I incorrectly stated the production years of the Jeep Renegade, which officially was released between the years of 1970 and 1983 on the CJ5 and CJ7 platforms. And it also made an appearance in the YJ and KJ lines as well. I also called the designers of the teacup crossover Italian. Or in fact, the two guys who first penned the design of the new Renegade are in fact American. And who are both recent graduates also of the Detroit's College of Creative Studies. I usually check my research on the stories I present here. And although I editor- editorialize quite a bit, it's all just for fun and entertainment. And I apologize to anyone who was offended by the statements here or who finds any of the information to be inaccurate. And as always... I welcome any and all feedback and, of course, criticism. If there's anything I misquoted or misspoken on, please feel free to let me know. Now, speaking of feedback, now apparently people love the new Cherokee. I, for one, am not one of them, but that's neither here nor there. Now, so much so that the Ohio plant that they are being made at can't keep up with the orders. Now, that very same plant that Mitt Romney said in 2012 they were going to shut down and move to China. Well, that hasn't happened. There's no signs that ever will happen either. At least no time in the foreseeable future, anyways. The demand for the new Cherokee has been so high that Jeep plain and simply can't keep up. 
Orders are backing up, and many people have been forced to wait weeks, if not months, to get their Dream Jeep. <laughs> Boy, Dream Jeep and 2014 Cherokee. Now, there's two things I never thought I'd say in the same sentence. So to make sure that Jeep can live up to its promises and to keep the reputations of the dealers in good graces, the Ohio plant is going to be hiring at least 1,000 part-time workers. This is all great news for the current workers and their families, for Ohio, and for Jeep. And right now, virtually everyone is on the payroll there. Everyone who's on the payroll there is working a minimum of 10 hours a day and six days a week. That's a long, that's a long week. Now, Chrysler's already hired 380 of these temp employees and has converted 50 of them to full-time jobs already. Now, if you happen to be waiting for a new Jeep Wrangler or a new Jeep Cherokee, I guess it's great news for you, too, since new workers will allow the plant to start running its Wrangler assembly line on Saturdays now. Now, what most people don't know is that 50% of the Cherokees built the Ohio plant are destined for international markets. It's proving that the global demand for new Cherokees giving the U.S. market a run for its money. Well, speaking of money, the new Renegade may have a price tag. Now, while there's no short of, ex- of excitement surrounding the new Jeep Renegade, one of the limiting factors to the little turdlet, I mean, the little trucklet, <laughs> will be its price. With the Kia Soul starting at $14,900 and the Nissan Juke, its com- competitors, kicking off at around $18,990, the Renegade can't afford to stray away from that price bracket too much. Now, rumors have it the Renegade will take off exactly where the compass left off, with a pri- price tag of around $18,595, which is odd because that is exactly where the compass's MSRP was. Where this info is coming from, you may ask, and since I know some of you are asking, well, earlier this week, there seemed to be a glitch with Google's data bots, and the price was leaked as the demand for more information about the first subcompact four-wheel drive SUV skyrockets. Now, it seems entirely possible that someone behind the Jeep website or at Google may have plugged the Compass's pricing in by mistake. Of course, it would also make sense for the Renegade to pick up where the Compass did leave off. Obviously, time will tell. Todd Goyer, head of brand communications for Jeep, said the official price is still under wraps and will continue to be so until closer time to launch. So when is the official launch scheduled then? Well, once again, the U.S. market gets the short end of the stick with the Renegade arriving in the European showrooms during the fourth quarter of this year, while the U.S. dealers can expect to see the new Jeep during the first quarter of next year. That's 2015 for those who have a hard time adding years together like I do. Now, it's still extremely early for us to expect official pricing on the new Renegade, but Jeep's plans to, if Jeep plans to price the Renegade around the same price as the Compass, well, I think that's a rather reasonable goal myself, and I'll most likely fall into the place of, with global expectations as well. well. I'll keep you guys apprised of what's happening with the new Renegade and my math skills, and uh, as shows go on. So and if you'd like to submit a story to be aired on This Week in Jeep, please send an email to newstips at xjtalk.com. Hey, I'd like to thank uh, Tim for calling us out on the accuracy of our stories. And I'd also like to point out that Josh does the stories all himself. He gets it from other people. I'm not involved whatsoever. I take all the blame. And I wasn't going to call anybody out or name any names. but uh, <laughs> Well, I just said Tim. No. I didn't say first and last name or give an address or country of no. origin. Uh, on xjtalk.com, there was a thread started all about this. And, uh, <laughs> and there was some nice chat going back and forth. And, and I think his last post was something along along the lines of, Oh man, why you got to be so nice about it? It's no fun trolling now. So <laughs> yeah, I got I got the definite feeling he was trolling. I was trying to get him to call in. I wanted him to call in, and uh, yeah, you know no, that, that would have been great. Yeah, that just makes for good radio. Is get somebody all hot? And, you idiot! You can't you can't do that. You can't add. You know all the you know. Nah, he wouldn't go for it. I think he was uh, too smart for me. Nah, it's okay. <laughs> You're listening to the XJ Talk Show. Please help Tony and Josh get more listeners by telling a friend or two or three about the podcast. It's so simple. Just tell them to go to xjtalkshow.com. Okay, look, Tony is really insecure and he measures his success by how many people listen to the show. He is driving us crazy. So please tell a friend. Hey, you. Yeah, you. The one just sitting there listening to the XJ Talk Show. Why aren't you a part of it? What? Tell me more, you say? Well, it's pretty simple. You can become an XJ Talk Show reporter. All you need is a smartphone and the ability to talk to people. Just email reporter at xjtalk.com for more information. Hey, guys. This is Andy from IronMan4x4Fab.com, also known as Iron Man Andy. And you're listening to the XJ Talk Show. Well, now it's time for a little segment that uh, I really come to enjoy, Josh. Uh, we get to talk about our new YouTube subscribers. 
Yep, our list is growing all the time. And while there's a chance that your name is on this list, there's a good chance that it's not because there's so many names, so many new signers coming up every day. We don't have a chance to get to them all the time. But more than likely, you're going to end up on this list and you're going to end up on the show. First on the list is Brick Brick, brick Brizzles. There we go. <laughs> I was just going to say, you picked some easy ones. Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, the second on the list is Bortner 369. I mean, if you're going to have a 69, might as well have three of them, right? It, right. Thunderhead 7 coming in at number three. And uh, JT Web 72. Thanks, guys. I think we're up to 461 subscribers, maybe 462. Oh, very good. Keep those signatures or those signups coming and make sure you're telling a friend. Amazon.com and the XA Talk Show present You Bought What? Oh, it's back, and I am so anxious for this part of the show, guys. It's been quite a long time since we've done this, uh, so we're going to have a lot of fun. For those of you who are new to the show, let me bring you up to speed real quick. XJ Talk Show and Amazon have a little bit of a buddy-buddy system going on. If you'd like, you're doing some online shopping, head over to the xjtalkshow.com or xjtalk.com. Click on the Amazon banner that's right there on the homepage. It takes you straight over to Amazon.com, where you can do all your normal shopping you normally would. You're not going to pay a dime more, not a red cent more for anything you buy there, but Amazon has agreed to give us a little kickback. It's a great way to support the show, and it's a great way to help out keep the lights on around here. And, well, they also give us a list of, well, what you guys have been buying. Now, sometimes it's actually kind of, uh, well, a little funky, uh, sometimes a lot of fun, and sometimes it's really cool. we got some Jeep charts, Jeep parts and stuff on here. We've seen some really off-the-wall stuff, too, and so it's curveballs. <laughs> we like you guys throwing at us every now and again. So, uh, again, we don't know any names. We don't have any names. All we see are the items that's been purchased. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, uh, some price tags that go along with them. So I've picked out a few. I think Tony's picked out a few. The list is just absolutely huge. So we don't have time to go through it all. No, but let, let me pick out a few of our favorites and, uh, and go for it. Before you get going, Josh, let me mention, uh, our, uh, I, when I was pulling up this information tonight, the, the Amazon, you bought what, uh, folks have been very busy. It's much like having a cactus as a plant and you don't really do anything with it and it just goes and goes by itself all it needs doesn't need water doesn't need love nothing and that's whatever our amazon purchases have been going i really appreciate it guys and uh, it kind of makes uh, makes me think that this segment really isn't necessary <laughs> <laughs> well you know for entertainment purposes only i i, I absolutely love this yeah, segment it's a lot of fun you guys have really had fun with tony and i uh with some of the stuff that has ended up on this list before and uh, and there's a couple items on this list tonight that that for a second there for just a split second yeah. you guys had me but then I kept reading the line I was like oh okay well not as not as fun as I thought it would be but still cool nonetheless <laughs> so one of those things in fact um, falls into the automotive category which I didn't see at first and that's kind of a disclaimer because the first two words are lube locker <laughs> now anybody who's uh, who's a, f- a fan of the show and has uh, heard many of these Amazon you bought what segments knows that well <laughs> it kind of falls into some of those uh, categories that has thrown us some curveballs before but no this is a lube locker Chrysler eight and a quarter differential gasket uh, and obviously with automotive and lube locker for those of you who are Jeep fans and well have perused the catalogs and the online shopping quite a bit you know what a lube locker is it's an awesome gasket for your differential no more RTV it's all about the lube locker you buy it one time, and every time you service the gears, you got to drain your fluid, throw in a locker, do a gear change, something like that. Don't have to mess with that RTV goop. No more cleaning it off. Nope, it's a gasket for your differential, and it works. Yeah, great stuff. And, uh, boy, this one just really stood out, and uh, hats off to uh, the gentleman or uh, lady that purchased this, an Apple iPod Touch, 64-gigabyte black. Josh, they paid 200 bucks for this thing, and they remembered xj talk show before they purchased it that is fantastic that is a fourth generation ipod that they picked up and yeah 200 dollars price tag with that we only get a very very small percentage of that so we'd like to see those big ticket items it really helps uh with uh you know keeping the website updated you know like i said earlier keeping the lights on so we really appreciate that thank you very much now in the automotive section again i've got something here that uh, one of the things that i've been looking at as you've uh, heard the last couple of episodes i've been looking at some ball joints and somebody else picked up on that and they picked up one of the sets that I've been eyeballing myself. This is the Alloy USA 11801 is the part number. It's a ball joint kit for a Jeep Grand Ch- or a Jeep Cherokee and Wrangler. 
It's all four pieces, and it's under $116. I really thought that was yours, Josh, when I saw that, especially whenever you uh, selected that as being one that you were going to read. I thought you were going to say, and I bought that. Now, this one, this kid isn't mine, but I think I know who that might have been. I think this might have uh, ended up going to a 92 War Wagon's house. Oh, ah, okay. Uh, ended up uh, picking up a set of these uh, for his cousin, in fact, and just a couple of weeks ago, we were over there and, and swapping those things out. I got to see him firsthand, and they definitely are beef. Hey, I like this. I may have to look this one up to put on my new, my new uh, big-ass toolbox. It says, warning, keep your hands off my toolbox. It's a toolbox bumper sticker slash decal. I guess you could, uh, I guess you could put it on a truck or your Jeep or whatever, but I think it's right on the next, uh, right on the side of the, the big, uh, uh, case toolbox, uh, roll around type thing would be nice. Yeah. I don't have a big roll around quite as, as well. Mine isn't quite as big as yours, Tony, yeah, but, there you go. <laughs> but I've got a, I, I've got a bunch of stickers and bumper stickers and stuff on my own toolboxes. And, and man, that's where that kind of stuff belongs in the garage up on your toolbox. Keep your hands off my tools. Well, see, we've got a, 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 a two-piece item here. This one falls in the tools and hardware category, and these definitely go together. And speaking of garages and stuff, somebody is outfitting their garage a little bit better with a Nico 50-piece pegboard set to organize your garage and workshop. And along with that, they bought the Stanley Pegboard Hook Assortment Kit, a 51-piece kit, both of those for, well, less than $20 total. And they're going to be, re- well, not redesigning, but certainly re-outfitting their garage and getting some organization on their side. Really cool. For less than 20 bucks, getting a whole bunch of stuff from Amazon to hook up your garage. Yep, yep. And uh, we're going to round it out with a book. And I don't know if you guys are aware of the Raspberry Pi. It's a little uh, simple computer that runs a uh, an ARM processor, which is uh, very popular in cell phones. But you can uh, run Linux and stuff uh, on this little computer. And they're about, uh, gosh, I guess they're about 40 bucks for the whole thing. You got a supply keyboard, mouse, uh, monitor, and everything else, but uh, kind of cool, a little uh, throwaway, almost disposable computer. Anyway, the book was Raspberry Pi for Dummies. That'd be something I pick up. I, I know about the Raspberry Pi. It's definitely kind of geeky stuff, but uh, uh, for those of you who are in the know, definitely some cool stuff. You got to check it out. Absolutely. All right, Josh, this is the fun part the chit chat. <laughs> well, I thought we had an outro for this segment. Uh, you know, it's been so long, I forgot all about it. Well, we can roll we just found out what you bought. Oh my god, I just can't believe that made it on the list. And I'll play this one too. Be the first to call in two six seven. So I, I love that one. That was always fun, especially especially when nobody would call in and it was yeah right. Now we did have a couple of those when we were playing Amazon. You bought and what? And uh, we'd have our our live call in line open and and yeah, sometimes the calls would flood in. Sometimes they wouldn't. And <laughs> yeah. those were the shows that were a little more fun. It was funny because the people that are, had already won before, they weren't calling in because they didn't want to be greedy. I, that was great. That's, a, a, yeah, great that's a great non-greedy audience. It's always the, the best thing to have. All right, uh, man. Let's, sure let's, the, let's, let's talk the, about ball joints. There's going to be some more a hot ball joint activity in the, later in the, the show. No, it's going to be, a, what, four, four shows in a row now? Some hot ball joint talk? Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I, I finally made my decision, guys. Um, I bit the bullet. Uh, well, I wouldn't say bit the bullet. I'm proud of this purchase, and I can't wait for these things to get in. Uh, I bought the I, I bought in the uh, the Alloy USA kit. I went with that direction um, mainly because I've seen them in hand. Uh, you know, I really didn't see any any really big differences over the Synergy kit, other than they cost twice as much, uh, or the Synergy kit cost twice as much. Rather, uh, you know, there was there was a couple things in the Synergy kit that I was noticing that um that kind of rubbed me a little bit of the wrong way one of the things was is their manufacturing process uses sintered metal and uh, and basically means they take dust metal and they compress it under high heat and turn it into a liquid and it forms the the thing basically they're taking a powder and turning it into liquid and that creates the metal which creates the ball joints and to me i don't know it just it didn't sound like it could be all that strong. I know well, it's strong. I thought it was chrome molly. Is, is that chrome molly whenever they do that to it? I don't know what chrome molly is other than it's... Uh, now, I'm going to show my ignorance here and, and say I don't know. Uh, and it very well could be. But uh, either way... Well, I think no. Chrome molly is, uh, is, a, is adding a, a bit of nickel to the steel or something like that. Yeah. I, uh, honestly. I really uh, thought it, the, it, the synergies, synergies had were chrome molly. No, no. Synergies are not chrome molly. That's the, and that, and oh, that's man. the one thing that I thought as well. 
but reading upon the the process and what's are manufactured, the sintering process, um, to me it seems seems like you know like building a sandcastle. You take some sand, you get it kind of wet, you compress it a little bit, and boom, you've got a structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and although that works great for you know building uh, mermaids on the beach, uh, not so much mm. for ball joints in the jeep. So um, yeah, I, I it just one thing kind of rubbed me the wrong way, and the, the other thing was that the the ball joint for the bottom joint um, has these grooves that are in the ball, and and I'm sure they're just for for trapping grease or for allowing grease and yeah, and, and rubble, gases yeah. or whatever to escape uh, to make sure the whole ball stays lubricated. Uh, boy, we're getting hot into that hot ball talk now. <laughs> uh, but no, and I, to me that to that kind of seems like a weak point. Um, if the joint itself is designed the right way. You don't need those striations around the ball joint to get the grease where it needs to go. The design inherently will keep the grease where it should be if it's designed properly. Uh, reducing the amount of mass in that ball to make sure grease gets where it needs to be because you didn't do it right the first time around, to me, just sounds like, well, that was kind of a Band-Aid. It was a last-minute sort of thing, um, and it was kind of a fix to an issue that they saw during r and I don't know. I'm merely speculating on that. So just a couple things that made me choose to go the Alloy USA route versus the Synergy one. So they're going to be here next Wednesday, two days after you're hearing this podcast, if you're listening via podcast. Yeah. Uh, so, well, damn it. I guess I'm going to have to go read too, because now I'm not sure. I mean, I thought I had read uh, Chrome Molly, but uh, maybe I didn't. So that just seems strange uh, how you would uh, take a bunch of metal particles and push it together and uh, call it good. I would think that would be uh, kind of like the particle board uh, four by eight sheets of, of uh, something something that's not plywood at the uh, local uh, uh, hardware store or the uh, lumber store. Well, and to me, it just it seems like it leaves the door open for too much of a possibility for imperfections, for flaws within the material or something like mm-hmm. that. Now, obviously, that can happen with anything, and and there's no I mean, there's no telling. I'm going to knock on wood right now, but you know, hopefully. Uh, QC did a good job on the the Alloy USA uh, uh, ball joints that I have coming, and you know they they passed all the spec and inspection and everything else. So, um, but you know it's just the manufacturing process. I think was the biggest thing for me that made me uh, made me go with the the Alloy USA versus the Synergy. Well, it'll be. Uh, I guess you really won't know until a uh, hundred or so thousand miles has uh, has passed. So. Uh, but frankly, if you get a hundred thousand miles out of it, at that point, you're like, uh, well, I got my money's worth and really yeah, for 116 yeah. bucks, it's yeah, uh, for all four. Yeah. So, uh, I think I paid, um, uh, gosh, I think I paid a hundred bucks for the, uh, for the spicers. I think they were $50 a side. That so, sounds about right. Yeah. So, I mean, this is like 16 bucks more. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm getting some kind of weird feeling and I don't know if, if my tires maybe are just over aired. But uh, it, kind of a weird feeling on the front end, and uh, I, I don't know if it's ball joints or not. It, I have noticed that uh, what I thought the problem that I was having with ball joints has seemed to be minimized as the temperature outside has heated up. Now, I guess that could mean that the ball joints themselves are heating up and they're uh, gripping the internal structure better, but um, I'm not having the same kind of feeling when I'm driving the Jeep now. It, it feels a lot more solid. Let me ask you then: Have you gotten one of the corners up in the air and, and gotten a pry bar on the on the wheel and and kind of started moving things around and seeing if you've got a, a you know a bad wheel bearing or a bad ball joint or or had a, you know one of the family members hop in the jeep and work the steering wheel while you examine the tie rod ends and stuff? Well, again, tie rod ends are new. I mean, uh, the the stuff is only about uh, maybe two years old. Uh, I know anything can go bad at any time, but yeah, that's how we found several of the issues uh, before I changed out all the front end parts. Uh, don't have a pry bar. I guess I should go to Amazon and uh, look for one. One of those big ass screwdrivers that you can't won't that will, won't fit any screws. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, like I like I'd mentioned before, the only thing I've done is uh, put it, put one tire up in the air at a time and tried wiggling it. So, just have to wait yeah. and see. I guess I could take it down to Firestone for a uh, for a uh, an alignment, and uh, when uh, whenever they go, okay, we're ready to align it. Go, oh, you didn't find any ball joint problem? Nope. I'll take it down. I don't need it aligned. I can just yeah. get them to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well i would imagine that uh at some point over the last couple of few years that you would have had the jeep aligned especially if you replace some ball or some tie rod ends and stuff um i don't they have like a lifetime warranty on the 
on the alignment or at least a three year, you know, come back as many times as you need to check it or something like that kind of warranty. Yeah. But do you, do you remember the post about the shop fee at NTB? Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> it just pissed me off. They were charging me like, I don't know, 30 bucks or eight bucks or 15 bucks. It, it just pissed me off, man. Shop fee. What the hell is a shop fee? Whenever you, <laughs> I asked him, I said, it's an alignment. What are you, what are you charging me 15 bucks for, for a shop? Oh, everybody does it. No, not everybody, because I, I would have noticed it, and I would have bitched to them. So, yeah. <laughs> so no, uh, I think I did pay for a, a multi-alignment uh, with NTB, but uh, screw them. I'm not going back. And that's one no. of the reasons why we went to Firestone, is that uh, I just didn't want to mess with that. And, uh, you know, they have something on there. I think I've got it here. I'll probably look at it while, uh, while you're talking. But I think they actually have something on there, but they don't call it a shop fee. Oh, yeah, no, it's probably something like, you know, disposal fee or, or one-time service charge fee or, you know, it's uh, a <laughs> into the luxury tax category. If you're, you know, if you're driving a car, it's a luxury item. And if you need it to aligned well, you're, you're obviously doing well enough that we can charge you for it. Uh, oh. Well, wait that. a minute. They gave me a, uh, they gave me a work order number. I mean, a work, work order for, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, so now this was a quote. Okay, so on the quote, they have uh, shop supplies seven dollars and eight cents now that was this was a quote for new tires and uh uh, brake fluid exchange and i mean my god i mean i know they're i know they're in there to make money uh, but i I went in there for an alignment and they uh, they gave uh gave my girls a quote for tires brake fluid exchange uh let's see what else is on here uh lifetime rubber valve that's always important oh and the muffler bearings (laughs) yes and the blinker fluid Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> waiting for that one. <laughs> so this this alignment was eighty five dollars and nineteen cents. Yep, yep. Shop supplies four dollars and eighty cents. Yeah, see, rat bastards. Yep, I'm gonna you go know, set fire to that place. Yeah, Firestone, get it? Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's that nickel and diming and stuff. You see, they can do it. You know, seventy, eighty times a month, hundred oh, yeah. times a month, times you know ten thousand stores across the nation or whatever. You know, that's. That's a big chunk of money, for, you know, added to the bottom line every year. And and uh, most people aren't going to itemize their, you know, their work order, their their receipt. are not going to look through it like guys like you or I will and and see this kind of stuff. So they're getting away with it 99.9% of the time. Hey, next time you guys go to a shop, Firestone, NTB, Discount Tires, anybody, look at the bill before you pay it. And if you see some rat bastard crap charge whether it is uh, shop fees or shop supplies or whatever, just put on there, uh, make sure they have them either change it to money for nothing or remove it from the bill. Yeah. And absolutely. let us call them on it. Yes. Hey, and you let guys us are know calling me on, on stuff like this on the podcast. <laughs> you shouldn't have any problem calling out people, uh, you know, that are trying to screw you for money out of your wallet and let us know, let us know how it goes. And, you know, if you have to, you can invoke the XJ Talk Show name. Say, the XJ Talk Show told me to question this and, and not That's to pay it, right. damn it. That's right. <laughs> yes. Feel free to name drop. <laughs> and when they look like look at you like you're insane, pull out the tinfoil hat and say, I'm Nikki G, and I'm, I'm here to help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to help. Yeah, very good. Very good. Yeah, so that that's about it. I'm going to be anxiously awaiting. Uh, I'm actually anxiously awaiting the ball joints. Those are going to be here Monday, so I, I have them shipping to my work. Uh, so I'll be getting those um, right in the middle of the work week. You're not going to get anything done. You're going to be sitting there at your desk nope. playing with your ball joints. <laughs> <laughs> have the decency to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see. I have a package arrived. I'm going to be in this room back here for about 15, 25 minutes. And you know, the sad thing is, especially around an engineering type thing, you're going to have five or six guys, manly men wanting to look at and handle your ball joints. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hands off my ball joints. <laughs> no, it should be, should be a lot of fun. I know it's, you know, it's like, it, like they call it the, it's the, the, what are the, the Brown truck, Santa Claus or something oh, like yeah, that. The That's Brown Santa. Christmas. It's always Christmas when a when a package shows up with your name on it. So yeah, it'd be really cool. And of course, I'll take a picture and I'll post it up on xjtalk.com and stuff like that. And you can look forward to me doing a full write up both both in my build thread and across the uh, the website as well. You guys will have some pictures, maybe even some video and stuff as well. And I'll do one of those fancy time lapse videos or something with the GoPro. Should be a lot of fun. Excellent. 
Well, I think we should roll into our uh, next uh, Radiocom Tech segment, Josh. I, I really want to thank uh, Prerunner1982 for doing these. It's been uh, been great to uh, have these things. It's a whole new uh, segment, a whole new bit of information that we're here to be able to share with you guys. And uh, by the way, uh, the audio's improved a little bit. Uh, Prerunner1982 has uh, done a little extra, uh, extra, extra, and uh, improved the already great audio for this uh, this segment. And now it's time for some radio com tech. Another warrior is on the mesa. This is John, Prerunner1982, and if you listened to last week's episode of the XJ Talk Show, you'll remember that I discussed CB radios. This week, I'm going to discuss antennas, probably the most important part of your CB radio system. There are two things to take into consideration with your antenna. Not only where and how you mount it, but also the length of the antenna. Now, I always advise to run the longest antenna you can get away with. Now, the most efficient antenna is going to be a 102-inch whip, but most people aren't going to run an antenna that long, mainly due to height concerns such as parking in a garage. If that is something you have to deal with, I would suggest sticking with the 4- to 5-foot length antennas. Nothing shorter. I've had to work on a lot of Jeeps with shorter antennas around the 2- to 3-foot range, and they just can't get the SWRs to come down. Even with a properly placed mount, the SWRs will not come down below 2.5. And in every case, I've taken my 102-inch whip, placed it on their mount, and the SWRs will immediately come down to about 1.2. It just shows how inefficient such a short antenna is. So as I have said, the longer the antenna, the better. Also, the more of the antenna that you can get above the top of the vehicle, the better your signal is going to get out. Where and how the antenna is mounted also plays a vital role in how well your CB radio system will work. The best place to mount your antenna is on the top center portion of your vehicle if it has a solid metal roof like a Jeep Cherokee does. This gives the antenna the most omnidirectional signal as possible. However, for whatever reason, most people prefer to mount the antenna on the back corners or at the very back of the vehicle. This is also a compromise to your signal. Um, it directs the signal more towards the front of the vehicle and not so much towards the rear of the vehicle. Another consideration is how and where the mount is placed on the body. The mount has to have a good ground with the body of the vehicle as the body acts as part of the antenna or a reflector of sorts. And if that good ground connection is not present, the antenna will send the signal back down the coax to your radio. But we will talk more about that later. It seems a lot of the mounts on the market today, especially for the Wranglers that I see, are not only powder coated, but also made to be mounted in the wrong spots. Now the powder coating means that you not only have to scrape off the powder coating below where the antenna mounts, but also where the mount attaches to the body. A lot of the mounts are also made to bolt to the either the tailgate or the spare tire carrier. And this is probably the most inefficient place to mount an antenna as neither of those places have a good ground connection with the body because of the hinges. The hinges are isolated. There is very little to no metal-to-metal -metal contact in those hinges. Therefore, you have to run a separate ground strap from the tailgate or from the spare tire carrier to the body of the vehicle, which can be done and work fine, but it adds extra cost and extra time and difficulty to the process. Also just another part to fail causing your system not to work effectively. The strap could break, it could rust, or it could corrode causing a poor signal and your SWRs to go up. Probably the most common place to mount the antenna on a Jeep Cherokee is on a mount that utilizes the upper bolts for the tail light on either side. Now when deciding what side to put your antenna on, if you're running a long antenna, you have to take into consideration things such as uh, drive-through overhangs and trees on the side of the road. Um, I actually have my antenna on the driver's side. Not only can I see it, but it also avoids trees that overhang the road if I'm in the right-hand lane. And that was a major consideration for me as I run such a long antenna, I come in contact with more trees on a daily basis than I do drive-throughs. So I mounted mine on the driver's side to avoid those trees. So you've picked out your antenna, you decided where you're going to mount it, but now you have to connect it to the radio. 
check the SWR. But we'll discuss that next week. And remember, xjtalk.com is where I go when I'm not off-road. And sound effects. <laughs> well, I was just reading in the, the comment section that uh, pre-runner uh, John in pre-runner pre 1982 actually had a blanket over his head uh, while he was oh, recording that. Call him out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great because... You know, you know, you and I suffer over the quality of the show, so it's uh, it's uh, heartwarming to see that we're not the only in- people that are insane. No, <laughs> it's heartwarming to see that other people care about the quality of the product that they put out, and uh, you know, hats off, uh, but without actually taking the hat off uh, to uh, <laughs> to John for going through that. And now I'll mention this for any of you folks that would like to join us on the show. Like Josh has often said, there's always a third seat open here. Uh, whether you have a ball joint in the seat or not, and uh, but you can join us and do some uh, one of these segments, a, a, a Jeep um, radio contact segment or uh, a Jeep Wrangler segment. Anything's open to anybody, even a Jeep tip segment that Steve traditionally does. One of the things I've I've told each one of these guys, and I'll tell you, you can go into a closet with a lot of heavy clothing, or, or just you know your your regular clothing, but especially winter clothing, stuff that's heavy. And it will knock down the noise. You'll knock down that reflection, and it'll be all you on the audio. And, of course, that's what we want. But just like I've told Josh, the most important thing is your involvement. We're not so concerned about the audio quality that we're going to say, nope, sorry, you didn't make the cut. Uh, Come back when you've learned how to do it better. Not at all. We all learn. It's the same thing on xjtalk.com. We're not going to keep you from uh, participating just because you're not the uh, most best person at your xj or your audio recording the content is what we want so if you guys like to join on us that join in on us and to the fun we'd love to have you absolutely guys and and just like tony said yeah it's not always about the the quality uh it's definitely the the quantity having you guys participate and 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 add to the show just makes so much more fun it just makes this whole thing so much more fun and obviously getting you guys involved in it as well it's a lot of fun for tony and i yeah. uh getting to interact with you guys on a different level than we normally would just sitting here talking to well a camera <laughs> talking to you guys <laughs> through a podcast or something like that so uh big thanks again john for doing that and uh keep up the good work under the blanket So, hey guys, uh, we got some reviews, Stitcher, iTunes reviews that we will be sharing with you guys next week. And uh, we'll also be bringing back Rob, hopefully, with another uh, segment about the Wrangler Tech as well. So, next week, you guys can be looking forward to some of that content that you've been seeing over the last few weeks. And, uh, and hopefully, some more stuff coming from John as well. Yep, yep. Well, we'll have another one from John next week. And uh, actually, we've got a Wrangler, te- a Wrangler segment this week, Josh. Oh, very good. I'm sorry. I didn't see it in the show notes, so I am unprepared. My apologies. <laughs> no, you're, you're, I guess it's a good tease because, oh, there's not one. Oh, there is one. So that, yeah. that works out. No, I was just noticing, speaking of show notes, uh, I skipped right down uh, a, a few steps there. We need to get back up to our uh, voicemails. We got lots of voicemails this week. Yeah, we certainly do. Hey, this is Tony. And this is Josh from the XJ Talk Show. We want to thank you for calling our 24-7 voice line. Yes, we do. Just leave your first name and your question or comment. There's no guarantee, but we may play your message on the podcast. Oh, and don't worry about keeping it clean. We'll take care of that. Now it's your turn to speak at the beep. Hey, uh, wanted to say I enjoy the show. Love what you guys talk about. Love what you do. I personally have a... uh, 2010 JK Wrangler, but no big deal. Um, can't actually leave a uh, review on your podcast because Windows Phone sucks, but uh, you know, that's cool. Would totally give you guys five stars if I could. Um, I haven't actually uh, registered on the forum yet, but plan on doing that when I get home. Again, Windows Phone sucks. Can't do it where I'm at now. Um, I actually had a question about the uh, winch from the Regular talk. Uh, I heard that synthetic rope, you can't tie it onto itself, but you can with cable rope. Is that true or no? Okay, thanks. Bye. I need to check on that. I don't have synthetic uh, line on my winch, and I haven't had to tie it up yet, but uh, I believe uh, Rob said in uh, the, the last, or maybe the Wrangler segment prior to that, or maybe it was Steve. Maybe Steve said it. I can't remember now. 
But anyway, I think that the 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 winch line, the uh, steel winch line, can be rebraided together. Uh, but the or is that the the synthetic? Uh, I'm pulling a blank. I can't remember, John. Well, either way, if you have some fraying or something like that, the the cable should probably be replaced. Oh, um, the synthetic stuff. Well, it's synthetic. It can be melted back together. It can be rebraided through the proper with the proper equipment and stuff like that. And I suppose you know through various techniques of either welding or rewinding, you can do the same thing with cable. Either way, it's going to be a lot of trouble. And for safety's sake, when it comes down to rescuing your vehicle or pulling somebody else out of a life or death situation, uh, well, you want to have the best recovery equipment you possibly can. And so it's always a good idea to inspect your cable, to inspect your rope, whether it's synthetic, whether it's cable, whatever you're running in your winch, pull it out every now and again and uh, and go over it really good and make sure that you don't have any kinks, you don't have any frays or cuts or anything like that. So as far as tying it to itself, now, it's, obviously, you know, 3 8 inch cable would be very hard to tie to itself. Uh, but I suppose it could theoretically be done. I suppose you could do the same thing with synthetic. The difference is with the synthetic, um, you're going to have a hard time untying it. Probably the same yeah. thing with cable. And if you pull against a, a cable that's tied to itself, chances are it's going to kink. And, well, obviously you're going to be wanting to replace that as well. So uh, in any case, either case, probably not a good idea to tie it to itself unless it's an absolute emergency situation and you've that's, got nothing else at your disposal. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like a, a trail repair type thing, but... Uh, I would hope that the uh, this either whether it was synthetic line or cable, it would be replaced right after uh, after you know you got you out or got a buddy out of what they need to get out of. Hey, this is Nikki G, and uh, got a problem with the Jeep this week. I've noticed uh, I'm driving down the road with my wife. There seems to be a large, a very loud whining noise <laughs> coming from the right side of the vehicle. <laughs> I see what's coming. I don't know what that could be. So my question is. It's how do I complete level 92 in Candy Crush and free the gumball princess? <laughs> yeah. Since Josh is not on Facebook, he probably doesn't get that. Hi, <laughs> gentlemen. I'll chat at you later. I got to go fix this top stuff I got to do, and I'll be sleeping on it for a while. All right. Talk to you later. You have a good one. Bye. Yeah, after that one, I think Mrs. G is going to be uh, locking the bedroom door. You'll be uh, playing that Candy Crush all by yourself. And uh, here's another one that uh, they didn't give their name. And I, I, after we hear this, it'll probably be clear as to why because of uh, what she likes. But uh, I think we know who this is. I just wanted you all to know that I am damn proud that I drive a Liberty. Kind of. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Donate my wagon your build. I take check. Hey, Phil, credit card or parts. Just let me know. Now, I think she said her uh, air build. Yes, that's what I heard as well. And, and that, that kind of gives it away for those who are, uh, are regulars to the XJTalk.com website. Um, that's, uh, that's definitely one of our, our moderators. A former XJ owner, current Liberty owner, and uh, in possession of a Wagoneer project mm-hmm. that, uh, that she's very anxious to get started. Now, I noticed uh, the other day, I, I, I moved between windows at work, and I, I noticed that uh, you guys were talking, uh, Amber and you and John, I think, were all talking about uh, Amber buying another exchange. She was trying to decide if she was going to uh, sell the quad or the rank, the, uh, what was it, not the Wagoneer and stuff to buy a new XJ. Now, what, what finally came of that? Did she just wash her hands of the whole thing and stick with, stay in with the Liberty and the Wagoneer? Um, it was uh, Blue Dragon, I think, was the other one. Oh, okay. um, yeah, I, I'm the devil on one shoulder. Uh, <laughs> he's the angel on the other shoulder. And uh, and it's very rare that, that he and I both give her the same advice. So it's <laughs> it's a lot of fun playing devil's advocate. And a lot of it's just for, you know, grins and giggles and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, but no, in, in all honesty, she is torn because um, this Wagoneer is, kind of falls into that, into that dream vehicle category. And, uh, and she's got it, and it's not exactly in running condition right now. The body is super straight. It's already got a little bit of a mm. lift on it, uh, and it's a perfect platform to start building off of. Honestly, when it's all said and done, she's going to have one heck of a vehicle. Um, the issue is is that uh, she really, really loved her XJ, and she very much misses having a Cherokee. And, uh, and, and there's that, that need for that instant gratification to get back what you once had to to gain what you had lost prior. And, and so that, that drive to, you know, can I, can I make it all happen? You know, can I liquidate this? Can I sell that? 
Can I still get a Cherokee and do my Wagoneer project? You know, it's, it's a horrible internal struggle that, that, you know, hopefully she's, um, she's conquered. And I don't, I don't, I think I'm pretty sure that she's settled on the Wagoneer because it, it's, um, it, it's really something that's, that's been driving her for a while. Um, it's really something that, that, that she wants to get up and going so that she can enjoy it. And it's just really a couple small steps away from being, uh, drivable at this point. And obviously once it's drivable, the project's not done. She's got a mm-hmm. lot of plans for it. Uh, and, and hopefully those will get handled sooner than later talking about layaway stuff like that. So she's got a plan. The plan is set for the Wagoneer. That's going to happen regardless. Now, whether or not she can, uh, you know, hold off the bug of getting an XJ for another, you know, year or two until the Wagoneer's finished. I don't know. If it was me, boy, I'd be selling blood or something like that to make sure I had the, you know, that extra Jeep fund. I might have to get myself a little uh, Cherokee to play with. Well, you know, I used to say it's not like, uh, it's not like they don't make Cherokees anymore, but oh, they don't. Uh, but now, now they do, <laughs> and they're yeah. and they're pop more popular than ever. Yeah, it's not one that she wants though. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, there is a, a little chat section, uh, online chat section on the xjtalk.com website. It's near the top of every page, so it actually allows you to uh, read posts, uh, comment on posts, and uh, reply, as it's also called. And uh, you can also keep up with what's going on in chat and. Uh, uh, do a couple of drive-by comments like I I like doing. Oh yeah, now there's a, there's a few of you that do that. It's a lot of fun, folks. You can find me in there just about any given day uh, during you know regular business hours, Monday through Friday. I'm in there, um, you know, kind of messing around and and uh, doing the sniper attacks as well. Sometimes <laughs> I'm very active, so I encourage you guys to pop in there and say hi. Yeah. Hi, XJ Talk. This is Dan Whittington in the uh, Salt Lake, Utah area, home of the Mormons and polygamy. Anyway, uh, I wonder if you guys give me a call back. I'd like to find out more about your show. Uh, I'm producing or making a hybrid supercharger that uh, works really good on these Jeeps. Uh, I'm getting some pretty good results with it. Or you can look at me on the web at www.airlutionstech.com. Thanks. Put it on your list, Josh, because you know I'm going to forget. We need to call the guy. Maybe we can get a little impromptu uh, uh, interview with him. Uh, I didn't catch that uh, that email or that uh, that website address was it Evolutions Tech. Uh, I'll have to go back and uh, and uh, maybe put it in the show notes because uh, unfortunately the uh, the board doesn't let me uh, play the segments. I have to replay the whole thing. Well, either way, uh, Mormon Dan, expect a phone call here pretty soon. <laughs> when you say supercharger and Jeep, well, you definitely got my ears perked up. Hey, this is Zach XJ nineteen ninety three. I was talking to a buddy of mine who recently had the displeasure of riding in a 2014 Cherokee, and um, I believe the the uh, the text that he sent me was that it was kind of like riding in a tampon, but he was pretty sure that a tampon <laughs> would wheel better than that new Cherokee. So just thought I'd uh, pass the first-hand experience on to you guys and. Uh, let you know that the show rocks and uh, keep up the good work. Thanks. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. I love that, man. On the scenes reporting uh, of a uh, recent Cherokee, uh, you know, re- review there, that, that is, that is absolutely great. So thanks Zach XJ1993. Good work, man. Normally I don't like suck ups, but uh, that I like that suck up. Oh, and that's a pun tampon. Suck up. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving along. Hey, this is Mickey G and, uh, that's got the show last night. All I have to say is, how many times do I have to tell you people over and over again, do not run your microwave and your toaster oven <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Negative ions create a black hole. You're lucky you just popped a breaker first, Tony. <laughs> uh, you know, you could have lost your garlic knots. <laughs> and that's just my two cents. Oh, about the Jeep Renegade, I didn't know Jeep was uh, making such a vehicle. I'm, I'm glad they're finally making something that has the off-road capability as uh, my lawnmower. <laughs> All right, guys, I'll catch you later. You have a good one. Bye. It's a pusher. <laughs> yeah. And uh, did you cheat? Did you listen to this week's job, uh, Josh's Subconscious? No, no, I didn't. I've I've made a vow, uh, even though that uh, that Tony and I share uh, this this Dropbox where we can you know upload files to each other and stuff like that. Um, I have made a vow to not pre-listen to any of the Josh's subconsciouses 
because they, uh, I did it one time and it kind of spoiled it. And, and ever since then I was like, okay, no, no, I, I have to keep it fresh and, and, uh, and, and unheard. So, uh, each of the Josh subconsciouses are, are virgin to my ears. Yeah. So, uh, I have to tell you that, uh, in a little chat session with the, the, uh, the, the individual that does the, uh, the Josh's subconscious, he was a little down because you weren't as excited about the, about the, the, the offering that he had given. And oh. I told him, I said, well, he listened to it ahead of time and I was, I was going to try to move it so he wouldn't be able to get to it just in case. Uh-huh. I think it was like the second one or third one that he did. Yeah, I think it was right around the second or third one too. Yep. So, uh, anyway, uh, it apparently worked cause, uh, we've been getting them pretty regular. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> here's uh, this week's offering of, uh, Josh's subconscious. And now, another message from Josh's subconscious. Yoo-hoo. Oh man, we keep talking about ball joints a lot. And every time we do, I keep hearing it's raining men playing in my head over and over and over. <laughs> it's so much fun. It makes me want to go watch Magic Mike again for the 12th time today. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I get to go take one of these lucky guys out in the woods or wherever it is that he wants to go for a nice wheeling trip. But here's the thing. I'm going to try to find a cave and we're going to have a little bit of snuggle poo time. I just got to get my GP weepy all fixed up. Oh, uh, oh crap. I'm missing RuPaul's Drag Race. Gotta go. Toodaloo. Toodaloo. <laughs> Hey, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, no, you're going to feel find me in the cave in the woods. That's for sure. Doing a little bit of a broke back wheeling, I guess. I don't, you know, man cave seemed to have written itself. I don't know why that wasn't used. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I forgot about that. Time. What happened with the, uh, the pay for play type thing? Uh, did you do that? Are you still doing it? It still be still. I will. St- I will still be doing it. Uh, I was mistaken on the time frame. I thought it was going to be the end of March. It's going to be the end of April. So uh, yeah, that's going to be uh, here in just another well few weeks or so. You going to get the ball joints replaced prior to going, or are you going to oh, get the last? Yeah. No. Okay. So the ball joints are going to be here next Wednesday. Uh, so for those of you who are listening to the podcast, that's just a couple days uh, after you're hearing this. Um, and they, I'm planning on doing them that weekend. So. Uh, if it doesn't happen that weekend, it'll happen the weekend after, and then I'll still have at least another week or two before we go wheeling. So uh, I will have a shakedown run as well. So hopefully some back-to-back wheeling trips here in the very near future. And uh, as always, I'll be definitely sharing sharing with you guys my experiences. Excellent. Well, you know, uh, as we always seem to do, run a little long, and uh, we're going to jump right into uh, Rob's Wrangler segment. And Rob makes an interesting... Uh, an interesting decision about the show so uh listen up guys hi i'm rob from coolguystuff.tv we're here for our fourth segment on all things wrangler i don't know if you notice but every week i make up a new name because we don't actually have a name for this segment so maybe we can just call it all things wrangler so from now on this segment is going to be called all things wrangler and for our month anniversary i wanted to do something very special I wanted to not just review something myself, but the enthusiasm and the excitement that a guy has after he just puts something cool on his Jeep is way better than an independent review. So I wanted to bring a friend of mine in, Scott, to uh, to tell us what we just got done doing to his Jeep. Scott, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, Rob. All right, so what'd you do? I put in a three and a half inch... Rubicon Express lift on my 2012 Jeep Wrangler. There you go. So and so three and a half, and it gave you three and a half inch. A no. real three. And a half, so no. it, <laughs> it gave me five inches. Uh, all right, good. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit bigger than we thought. It looks great though. Yes, it does. It's it's pretty big. So right away, what made you choose a three and a half inch Rubicon Express versus one of the other lifts that are? I out chose there? the Rubicon Express because of uh, the upgradability, because. Um, you can upgrade to the short arm or the, I just got the standard lift, but I can upgrade to this, to the short arm or long arm, uh, lift as soon as, you know, with pretty ease. There you go. So one of the great things about the Rubicon express is it's fully upgradable where some of these lifts you have to, you have to start all over with a new lift. Right. Right. So the Rubicon express gives you a fully upgradable experience when you get a lift Yes, and it puts you up, several inches and with that rubicon express lift what does it come with 
It, what do you mean? What like what? Have? What all does it have? Does it have spring uh, shocks? Does it come um, with the shocks? Yeah. Okay, well, good. I bought the shocks with it. Okay. It comes with the shocks. It's like nine hundred dollars for the spring shock, lift, bumpers, the whole thing. So they give you an option to get shocks or not? Yeah, yeah. You don't have to buy the shocks, and I think it's like five hundred bucks or something like that. Okay, for the shocks. Yeah. Okay. Or. $500 without the shocks, then you pay an extra 350 or something like that. I had to get the extension for the exhaust also okay. because I didn't get the new drive shafts yet. So when you put a lift like this on your car, what can you expect to have to upgrade? Well, you're supposed to upgrade the drive shafts, okay. um, but you don't need to right away from what I understand. Um, you can get the extension we'll find out. for your first design. time we yeah, go out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've already broke the car once <laughs> three weeks in. Um, yeah, you're supposed to get, um, you know, when you get the new tires and stuff, you have to get new gears all, you know, it, it can get to be a pretty costly. So situation. when it comes to gearing, so you put a lift, you put this three and a half inch lift right. on your car. And then when it comes to gearing, what is the size tire that your Jeep is recommended or your lift recommends you to put new gearing in? Uh, 35 is the most you're supposed to put with this size lift. Okay, so 35, you'll probably lose a little gas mileage, and right. you probably won't be able to get over 60, but Jeeps only go about 65 anyway, right. so you're not losing right. a whole lot, right? Right, right, right. Okay, well, so you put this lift on, you, you get the springs, Yeah. you get the shocks, yeah. you get what else? You get the uh, tracker bar, you get, I don't know, what else came with it? You get the bumps? Get bump stops, just the typical stuff for a, all the basics. Just a basic lift, yeah. And the retail price on it is what? With like, including shocks. Oh, it was like eight ninety nine or something like eight, that. So like five hundred without and eight ninety nine with. Yeah, something like that. Perfect. Yeah. Would you? Would you did a lot of research on on this? I did. I did. It? Yeah, we were going to Terraflex or one of the other brands or even Pro Comp because um, they got the it through four wheel parts dealership. So. They could give me the best deal on uh, Pro Comp or Rubicon Express. Um, it was just the reviews I read, just, you know, it was other people just reviewing it. And the one thing that I just kept coming back to is that the Rubicon Express was more upgradable. So as we go, because the two of us go together, you yep. and I go together, and as we get more involved in this, it'll be nicer to upgrade it because I tend to break things a little <laughs> bit easier. So, if you look at Scott's, if you look at my Jeep, my Jeep is a 2011 Wrangler. Yeah. I've taken it to the mountains. I've taken no, it in the mud. No, I've taken it in the water. I've no. taken it through the bushes. I've gotten scratches. I've done all the dirty junk that you do to Wranglers. No. Just like Scott. The only difference is mine still looks nice, and his looks like a 1923 Jeep Wrangler already. It's thrash. Mine's a man's Jeep. This is like a little girl's Jeep. It's all pristine and all I like pretty. to take care of my stuff. Oh, it's ridiculous. You get it dirty and you wash it. Jeeps aren't supposed Just to look like Just like you that. take a shower No, at Jeeps night. aren't supposed to look like that. And who says I take a shower at night? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so you get the... You have a Rubicon Express 3.5 yes. inch lift. Yes. And... Um, you just you haven't put the tires on. You're going after this no. little deal here yes. to put actual tires. We on it. are going. <laughs> what is your experience up to this point with it? I love it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And what do you um, love about it most? Well, first of all, I'm being made fun of a lot at work because of the because tires. I have the little baby. Tires. It has the factory tires on it. Yeah, so. the factory 17 inch <laughs> tires. I did get new wheels, so but it still looks pretty funny with these little baby tires on it. So people at work are making fun. I of I didn't me. think it looked that bad. I mean, it will look way better. Trust me. But right, right, right. It doesn't look horrible. Right. So. So what do you like most about it? I like the, actually, it's just the appearance at this point, because that's all we've had. I mean, we haven't been able to test it out. Every time we do go out, I do bottom out a lot, so I assume It'll it's going nice to help me out. Yeah, it's going to help me do you, out. Does it ride? Uh, it rides pretty the much the same. It's a little, you know, it's, it's a, little a little stiffer. It's a little squishier. If I hit something, it's definitely okay. stiffer. But in overall, it moves a little bit. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Have you taken off, like... From zero to however fast you can get and hit a speed bump yet, just to test it out? Uh, no, but I do. The, when I hit a speed bump, because I just go regular speed over speed bumps, uh, um, it, you can feel a little bit more. Because the springs are like almost <laughs> twice as thick as the the stock springs that I had. They were huge, remember? Yeah. Those are pretty big. All right. So this thing, the best thing about this lift, not the best thing, but one of the great things about this lift were you, was you were, you were easily... Not easily, but you were able to install it fairly easily, yeah, right? Yeah, pretty easy. Yeah. So the standards, you know, people look at lifts and they think, oh, man, this is 
I got to have somebody do this. I don't know what I'm doing. No. Yeah, but everything pretty is pretty much bolt on. Yeah. Uh, we, we didn't need a lift for it. No. We use we just jacked up the front end, took yeah. care of the front first, let set it down, jacked up the rear, took care of the rear, set it down, and it was done. Yeah, we had uh, we had one floor jack, we had two jack stands, a couple blocks of wood, and just some regular tools. I mean, it wasn't anything big, um, and it was pretty easy. We had to do two pilot two little holes for the bump stops, and that was it. Other than that, there was just regular bolts. Yeah, it was really easy. Very cool. Yeah. So everybody, would you say that even people that what what level would you grade this for installation? Like, give me a parameters of your... So you have a guy that buys a Jeep that is not... Uh, I, I, you wouldn't, as long as he has some kind of... If he can read instructions, yeah, he can put it installed instructions. Lift. And if he doesn't have an idea of what the part actually is, like a track bar or something like that, he can always just Google it and see yeah, what YouTube. exactly it is. Yeah, YouTube probably give yeah. you step by step, right? Yeah, my stepbrother, which helped us put it in, he he had been putting in uh, lift kits for a long time, right. for years, um, and he had me do most of the work. And he said this was this was really. Really, he d- had done yep. some Terraflex and some Pro Comps and stuff like that, and he just said this one was really easy and really worked out nice. So, from all the research, all the going through the process of the install and everything, mm-hmm. um, I would say, and I think you would agree, that the Rubicon I, and for my own personal uses, I've had different kind of different kind of lifts along the way, from body lifts to suspension. The last suspension lift I had, I really didn't like it very much at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just cheap to me and I went cheap. So, but this Rubicon express seems to be pretty beefy. Mm-hmm. It's fully upgradable. It's easy to install, took about five and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And that's just in the driveway with no power tools. Right. And, uh, and it looks great and yeah. we'll be looking forward to getting it out on the trail. Right. Mm-hmm. And today you're going to go get some sweet tires. I am. I recommend the BFGs. I'm going with the dirt track, but you go with the dirt track. Yes. It's your ride. So right. there you go. Right. <laughs> Right. So that's my deal. I'm going right after this, going to get them. There you go. Yeah. All right, guys. So that's it for us today. Go out and get yourself a Rubicon Express three and a half inch standard lift for about 500 bucks. You can add the shocks, add another four or 500 for the shocks, and you can feel free to install that yourself in your driveway. One, two, three, very easily. And you want a uh, flat driveway. You do want a flat driveway. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay, guys. So until next week, you can find me at www.coolguystuff.tv. You can find me on Twitter at X Rob Spencer X. That's X R O B S P E N C E R. I have a lot of Jeep interaction on Twitter. It's a lot of fun. The Jeep world is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott, do you have any of that junk? I have nothing. nothing. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we'll set Scott up on a Twitter after this and see what he's got I, going on. I got nothing. <laughs> All right, guys. Until next week. Thanks, guys. Well, great job, uh, Rob. It was great hearing from Scott. I like those interviews, a little interaction, and uh, you hear the the excitement in Scott's voice on uh, the new lift and the uh, the three point five that was actually a five inch lift. Yeah, it's it's funny how they. Uh, I usually thought it was leaf springs that did that more than the coil springs, but I guess even with the coil spring uh, world, that you get a little bit more than what you pay for. Well, you know, there's nothing worse than. Uh, <laughs> advertising a, a certain length and then uh, turning out that it's shorter <laughs> than uh, what was advertised. So I guess it's good marketing strategy. Although if you're trying to calculate whether the Jeep is going to fit in the garage or not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that could be a that could be a bad thing. But uh, it'll be airing down every time you pull in the driveway. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> that, that's a good reason to tell the uh, tell the wife that you need to get a onboard air system. So, that's right. So that you can drive to work the next day. Well, cool. Keep up the good work, uh, Rob. Well, hopefully, uh, we'll be seeing more of those segments uh, as the weeks go on. Glad to have you on board doing that. And big thanks to John as well for another edition of the Radio Comtech segment. I uh, hope we'll be keeping that as a regular addition to the show as well. Uh, you guys can join in in the fun as well. All you got to do is give our 24-7 voicemail line a call and, well, let us know what you'd like to contribute. We'll get you all hooked up with the information on how to hook up with us. That number, 530 675 4102 247. Nobody's going to answer. Please leave a voicemail. Tell us what you think about the show. 
And big thanks to uh, everybody that called in for voicemails tonight. You know, last week we uh, we didn't have very many, and this week we had uh, a literal plethora. I love saying that word. I like working it in anytime I can. <laughs> Epic thanks to Amber, Nikki G, a couple callers with no name. Zach, dude, good job on that last voicemail there. Uh, and, of course, Josh's subconscious. Always get a crack out of those. And Mormon Dan, well, definitely be hearing from us here very soon. Hey, it was great hearing from uh, some uh, Jeep Wrangler owners, too. Uh, but uh, hopefully they're appreciating the uh, Wrangler segment, our new Wrangler segment with Rob. And, and, again, many thanks to Rob. I know that it's a lot of work putting this stuff on. And uh, glad that you could get your friend involved uh, in uh, recording that segment for us. And we're looking forward to your next one. And we look forward to you guys checking us out on Facebook, on Twitter as well. We are on Stitcher Radio as well as TuneIn.com for your mobile listening pleasure. And, of course, if you're podcasting, head over to iTunes. Check us out. Make sure you're leaving a five-star review on both iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And we got to have you guys checking out XJTalk.com. And for the entire show archive, head over to XJTalkShow.com. Don't forget about us on uh, Amazon.com. If you uh, need to make a purchase for your Jeep or for your honey, whatever you're going to do, go over to Amazon.com. But first, go to our website, click on the banner, which will take you to Amazon.com. Then you can make that purchase, and you'll be helping support our show. And uh, it makes Josh really happy when when you buy things and we get little, little trinkets and shiny things. Well, I like to see the uh, the very odd oddball curveball yeah. type of items that pop up on the list every now and again. Those little uh, golden nuggets of comedy flavor that you guys uh, throw us; those are a lot of fun. And so you guys can be looking forward to some of those, uh, some more of those Amazon You Bought What segments here in the near future. Absolutely, we try to have them about every other week. Uh, we'll try to hold to that from from here on out. So uh, this is uh, Tony, and this is Josh. You guys have a great Jeep week. <laughs>